Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about history of the pandemic, TV host Bruce, and we have part two of our interview with Serena from Doncaster Street Hub. <coughs> Name? Bagel. <laughs> Bagel! <laughs> Specialist subject? Fillings. <laughs> 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 Welcome, my friends, to another um, uh, episode of the Kindness Project podcast. I'm joined by Bagel. <laughs> What's your surname? Sorry, Bagel. Um, brown. <laughs> bagel Brown. Yeah, so when you see it on a register, it'd be Brown Bagel. Brown Bagel. I thought you were going to call yourself Bagel McBagel. That would have been better. <laughs> but, I'm, like McBoatface. Uh, yeah, I'm joined by Bagel McBabel, Bagel <laughs> Brown, um, who is uh, apparently uh, changing her name by deed poll every single week. And I'm joined by a man who seems to keep asking me very similar questions. It's Chris Name, Jones. name, especially subject. Bagels. Uh, uh, yeah, I th- you know what? I just, I, I, I think it's funny how you just managed to come up with, like, if I, if I do it right now, name. <laughs> Time. Especially subject. Clocks. <laughs> oh, clocks. Uh, and on that note, my friends, welcome to another episode of The Kindness Project. I hope you've had a lovely week um, and enjoying the world um, uh, as it is. I'm hoping, because we're doing a sort of a bit of a bulk recording, so you're probably listening to, to, the, to this uh, uh, a month after or five weeks after we've actually recorded it. Um, uh, or any time in the future, because I know that a lot of our listeners are catching up, like sort of in terms of, you know, like might listen to stuff previously, and that's why they say you shouldn't time reference a podcast too accurately because people could listen to it whenever they want to. But, but does that mean that I'm eating the same bagel from five weeks ago? You are multi bagel, um, uh, but <laughs> we are and we're recording this. Just as the UK um, gets released into the world, and we can, you know, drink in pubs indoors again, make and, it sound like um, captured elephants. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, sort of, um, and do a lot of stuff that um, previously, because of COVID, we haven't had to do. So I'm hoping that whenever you listen to this, the world is in a bit of a, you know, we're on the right track still, aren't you? Kids listen to this twenty years from now, be like global pandemic but you know what i think it's interesting and i know i've had this conversation uh, podcast before but this is going to be we'll listen to this potentially in 30 years time um and go that is a it's like a time step it's like a time capture isn't it do you know what i mean it's Mm. interesting yeah don't you reckon i reckon it will i reckon um this will definitely be a GCSE history topic at some point in time. What, the kindness project? Oh, I wish. Um, yeah. No, I meant like the global pandemic, you know, because like anything bad happens in the world and it turns up somewhere in a history textbook. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it'd be interesting because I, I, I wonder if we'll get, you know, as, as the sort of as time goes on, whether we get a bit more of a historical context on it because I think we're too close to it at the minute mm. to have a bit of context on it and I wonder what the perspective is going to be and I suppose the challenge you've got is decisions 
uh, that are made are always viewed in hindsight without the information at the time. Mm. So, you know, you know, I think there is an argument to say that political leaders could have made better decisions. But I also look at it and go, you know, I'm, I'm in a position where I don't know whether I could have done any better. No. You know, um, no. because, you know, you, you're you reacting to a live event, which is often quite difficult to do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, today's question of the podcast is, is all about... I don't know what it is. Oh, should I say it then? Yes. It's um, what TV game or quiz show would you uh, bring back? Because I was talking at the end of last week's podcast about the Krypton Factor. I think that's the one I'd I'd bring back because I love the Krypton Factor. I think they should bring back the Bruce's The Price is Right. Bruce's The Price is Right. How are they going to bring back Bruce's The Price is Right without Bruce? <laughs> Find a different Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, um, Find a different Bruce. They're, they're interviewing people. I'm really sorry. You are the most amazing quiz show host we've ever seen in our life. Unfortunately, your name's Steve, <laughs> so you can't have the job. You've got Find to be a, a Bruce. a different Bruce. Or they could change your name by deed poll to Bruce, couldn't they? So they are a Bruce. So, my name isn't really Bruce, but, you know, we're keeping with tradition. This is Bruce's The Price is Right. We're bringing it back in memory of Bruce. Well, they did bring back The Price is Right, didn't they? For one episode. You know what my favourite Price is Right... Price is Right game is. Now, I think we've spoke about this on the podcast before. The one with the little yodeler that falls off the mountain. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is my favourite Price is Right. I like the big right. wheel at the end. Just go, whoop. <laughs> how do you go? Oh, whoop. <laughs> is that how you push a big wheel? Oh, uh, whoop. <laughs> that's how you pull a big wheel round. Oh, right, okay. Oh, whoop. Oh, um, and it was like, you know what it was like? Bruce is the price. We've got to call it Bruce is the price is right now. Um, uh, I love the fact that the wheel, despite its size, made the same noise as that little wheel <laughs> in the game of life or, or one of them. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So, um, okay, let's assume it's not Bruce's price is right. It's just the price is right. Who would you have host it? Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Springsteen <laughs> just a Bruce I uh, see the problem is I don't know you, any random Bruce <laughs> any random Bruce and it don't matter pull one off the street <laughs> <laughs> the problem is Bruce isn't the most popular name anymore is it no no, no. Um, it might have to become like Alan's the price is right are you thinking Alan Carr no 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 just pull some random Alan off the street <laughs> tell him he's got the job <laughs> Alan, you're on. <laughs> well, I'm going to work. I'm a BT engineer. No, you're not anymore, Alan. You're the new host of the Maybe Price is Right. Maybe by day you are. <laughs> by day, BT engineer. <laughs> by night, <laughs> host. New, you put on the spangly jacket and suddenly you're the host of the Price is Right. <laughs> Did to supermarket sweep oh, by day, funeral director <laughs> by, by night, new host is the price is right. Well, what's about the supermarket sweep? I don't like the new one, but Ryland's okay. I mean, the problem is with Ryland, he's, he's doing everything at the minute, yeah. It? And he's uh, no, I, I just don't like it. I like the American one, they brought it back from America. Yeah, I like the fact that they get to go wild in the aisles. Um, <laughs> By day, financial planner. By <laughs> night, wild in the aisles. <laughs> Going wild in the aisles and getting bad from little. Um, 
Um, on that note, my friends, um, uh, please. <laughs> I'm not really bad from Lidl. Or White Trones, or Sainsbury's, or Asda's. Don't ask me about Tesco's. Um, uh, but bad from one particular Tesco's. The rest haven't found out how mad you are. Uh, on that note, can you let people uh, uh, know how yeah, they might so be able to get in touch with us? While the old man's going wild in the aisles, um, we... <laughs> We have a Twitter at Ola Kindness. We have a Facebook, and if you just type the Kindness Project into the Facebook search bar thingy, uh, it will come up. We should come up. Oh, I hope we come up. We better come up. Um, <laughs> or I'm going wild in the aisles uh, by day, <laughs> podcaster by night, frustrated about her Facebook following and going wild in the aisles. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the website is www.thekindnessproject.com. UK and the email is honor at the kindestproject.co.uk. We don't talk about MySpace anymore. Because, no, we don't. Um, <laughs> um, on that note, because we're not talking about MySpace, first rule about My, MySpace, MySpace is we don't, don't talk, talk about, about MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> um, but just one thing um, can you check whether www.wildintheisles.co.uk is available? Because if it is, I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it right now. No, we're doing a podcast right now, but after, can you do that? Yeah, sure. Cool, thank you. Should we get on with the show? Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we've got the second part of Serena's interview this week. Um, I loved chatting to Serena. Um, we talk about the hygiene bank. Uh, we talk about um, kindness in general, and we talk about you know how some of the things that we experience as a society are invisible to a lot of us because we mm. just don't know about them. And Serena does an amazing job highlighting the issues um, the hygiene bank helps with. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to part one of the um, interview, you can check that out on last week's podcast. Definitely take it, take it back now, y'all. Go back to the last episode and listen to us and listen to the interview. And Go back. wild in the eyes! <laughs> come back when you're done. Um, come back when you're done. Please yeah. come back. Please don't leave us. <laughs> please don't go. Otherwise, we're just two people on our own talking into a thing about going wild in the aisle. Um, and on that note, should we get on with the show? Yeah, let's go. It's, it's that loss of confidence as well, isn't it? You know, like, because you, can't, you can't do yeah, it. Yeah, but, you know? but saying that you're, you're getting 80% of what you usually get that's kind of it's kind of a big illusion because it's basically saying oh here's 80 percent when really it's here's everything but one fifth yeah, of what you were earning yeah. before and when put that way the amount yeah. you're actually not getting seems so much bigger yeah, but because you're using a number in terms of a hundred percent instead yeah. of actually scaling it to what it actually is it seems a lot yeah, that Better. makes sense. I, th- I think the other thing as well is if you've got people who are living on potentially minimum wage and like sort of, uh, sort of struggling to make budget, that's twenty percent. Then feels really big, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. we're not talking people who, who you know, saved money because they weren't going to the cinema or going out for a meal or whatever. Those people didn't do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody self-employed or in the theatre industries or musicians, yeah. perhaps people who were actually pretty pretty affluent before yeah. suddenly have nothing. No, they're not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. all it takes then is... <laughs> the washing machine to have broken or your rental contract to have run out on your house. 
yeah. and suddenly you're in poverty when you never thought you would be in poverty. Yeah, it, it, it's had a huge impact. So the time you've spent during COVID has been you know, busy from the charity perspective. I would say that's a slight understatement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've also got a business to run, by the way. I'll, I'll, I'll do that in these spare times, you know. Yeah, it, it was. It, there were times where, you know, two or three in the morning, we'd still be trying to match orders online. You, you name it, we were doing it. Um, we've had help, you know, my neighbours, my, my, you know, my, friend, my colleague Joe's mother, you name it, people have stepped in to really try and help us. But the problem you have, again, with any charity industry is a lot of people that help are then affected by the problems themselves. So we had staff, uh, you know, volunteers, uh, staff who were furloughed themselves, who were shielding, who had COVID. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's the same, all the food banks, uh, uh, the schools, etc. all the people that are then helping the people to get the products aren't there themselves to do anything. So uh, across the town, well, and of course across the United Kingdom, but it's the town I've particularly seen, people have been running on fresh air to try and get support out there. And honestly, some of the work people have been doing in the the community partners we've been helping, I swear, they're absolute saints. They're incredible people. I mean, we said we we said before before we started. You know, the reason we do this is to highlight some of those stories of people yeah. doing amazing work. Um, and COVID actually is as even though it's been um, devastating for a lot of people. When I like we can see it, and probably probably you as well, Serena. We're really grateful that actually our impact has been minimal. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's also shown how kind people can be, yeah. you know, and actually giving people the opportunity to be kind because I volunteered for the NHS. I actually didn't get called up, but I volunteered for the NHS uh, support scheme um did did all that sort of stuff and it just gave people the opportunity to say you know what i'm lucky in this and i need to give back a bit i think that's important and i think as well a lot of people already were they just yeah it was so hidden that people didn't realize and what i've tended to find around certainly around my village is give people the opportunity to help by asking for something and they will do anything they can because a lot of the time they didn't know how to yeah. yeah, but yeah. the hearts were always there. I mean, an example is seriously the other day I was standing outside in the throwing down rain, sorting out four pallets of, of donations. Right. And this late total stranger just stopped a car watching me in, why didn't I put on waterproof mascara for a start? With my mask, you know, like literally a, a drowning panda uh, so we're looking, we, we, we're going like kiss tribute acts, are we? Oh, like, so. Except not as glam and nor, <laughs> nor as skinny. And uh, this total stranger stopped the car and she's like, can I come and help you? Amazing, like, yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's what that's you get saying. It's, it's, so, it's so lovely. Love it, um, absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, You've got a question, we're on number six. Question number six. Have we not done number six, like no. in general? Okay. You took a breath there. I was nope. You're gonna say anything. Anyway, uh, what other challenges do you face? I mean, other than yeah. So we've talked about COVID. What, COVID what are the what are the challenges? The you doing the work you do. What what do you face that you like sort of that, that you struggle with? 
we struggle with finding volunteers who can distribute okay. um so volunteers who can lift the boxes and all of that that's that's a logistical issue and that will always be a logistical issue okay uh if we get offered a big donation we struggle where to put it because you know uh, lorry drivers often have no set time in the day they get given an hour and you're in it so you haven't got any time slots to work to so Thankfully, my clients are amazing and they are so used to meetings and me going, oh, God, the lorry's arrived, you know, running out of the drive. You know, they're very understanding and I'm very grateful. And uh, now so I've, I've just got an image of you coming back to the Zoom meeting just with your mascara. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my dignity's gone. Fortunately, I was always quite scruffy, so I think they're used to it. So it's not so dramatic <laughs> a change, but this has got worse. Um, so it's, I think the volunteer thing is always going to be a big deal because the bigger we get, as a charity, the more volunteers we get. And also just keeping donations coming yeah. uh, because there is just not not enough ever across the country. Yeah. Um, I mean, one, one week we had 26 pallets of toilet cleaner came in and it went out again. You know, that's yeah. crazy levels, isn't it? You know what the, like, the question in my head is, what happened before this charity existed? Do you know what I mean? It, you, you're filling it. You're filling a need there. Yeah. Um, that you know, you, you, as an organisation, didn't exist two years ago. Just people went without, didn't they? I but think the so. you take for granted was just like, yeah. So thank you for the work you do. We appreciate it. Show that. Okay. Next one. If you had a magic wand, what one thing would you change to help give you support? I think that's probably an easy one, isn't it? So it would be that everyone had access to essential hygiene products yeah we're not we're not asking for the world there we're not asking for dior lipsticks or anything else we're asking for the basics for the basics yeah, yeah, yeah. that people can be clean and my personal one i think on that so that would be what we would want as a charity and i think my personal one having heard some of the stories certainly around here would be that everyone had accommodation that was suitable so that it could be clean and safe for them as well. Yeah. And hygiene, sorry, I know you don't usually step in, but I have something to say. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's your podcast as well. Yeah. And like hygiene is so important, especially now where it's, when there's germs going around everywhere and yeah. hygiene is going to help people not catch COVID, not spread COVID, yeah. not spread other diseases, yeah. not catch other diseases. Yeah. I mean, at, at this time you can catch one and that could leave you vulnerable to another. And it just throws the whole thing off and hygiene is so much more important in people's heads now right yeah. so i i hope that this opens people's eyes and gets get you guys some more help yeah, yeah, yeah well to give you an example i mean these are two examples i often give because i think they're just mind-boggling that in this day and age this is how it is we literally hear of families who are all sharing a bowl of water to wash that is the level we're at in this day and age. And then the, 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 the challenge you've got is that's hidden, isn't it? Like in our day-to-day lives, yeah. we don't see nope. that. Yeah. Because they can't afford the water. If they're in rental properties, the landlord can adjust the water. Yeah. So they can make it more expensive. They can't afford to heat the water. Yeah. And they end up using, oh, we've often seen this discussed, 
um, some washing up liquid, everything in the house, because it's the cheapest thing they can get hold of. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so one of our schools was telling us a, a while ago that we support the, the kids and this particular family had never had their own toothbrush. Right. They'd never had one. So all day long they were carrying their kids' toothbrushes around because they oh. were so excited. Oh. You know, that's yeah. that's the level you're at. So when we hear things in the media and stuff say, well, I bet they've all got flat screen TVs. Uh, I bet they've all got designer trainers. No, they really no. haven't. No. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying there aren't people like that out there. There probably are. However, the ones that we are seeing through our community partners and hearing stories who are actively involved in them day in, day out, they are nothing like that. The homeless people in Doncaster it, through COVID had no access to running water because yeah. all the water fountains had stopped. Oh. So yeah. how do you wash your hands? Yeah. The public toilets were shut. Yeah. And I know the plan is obviously have to, everyone should be off the street, etc. But there was still plenty there who couldn't even drink, let alone wash. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Was there any support from local authority, or what did, what did they do to help? And that is, is part of the part of the mission. Just a bit of lobbying to make sure that they get involved. To be honest, our council, I think, really try very hard. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for anything other than the support they've given us, but they have been miraculous in the support they've given us to try and help. But there's a challenge, isn't there? You know, because as you say, everybody's stretched relatively thin. So just to be clear, I just wanted to get this out there. The council's doing well. So are Boots. Thank you, Boots. I just want to... I'm just trying to redeem myself so I can let in my local Boots again. Have you got... Moving on. Oh, it's the last one. It's the last one. We're not going to mess up anymore. It's the last one. Go, go, go. Actually, actually, no. There's an extra question I want to ask. Tell me a story that best describes the work you do. Oh, gosh. About a particular recipient that we know of? Yeah. Okay. I think there are two. I mean, apart from the toothbrush story, which I cry all the time. In fact, Joe and I, because it's maybe us two, and we've got our other volunteers around us, but we hit at the forefront of hearing all the stories. So we cry constantly at stories. But there's one... There's a a particular mother and daughter in Doncaster who were affluent until pretty recently, escaped from domestic violence, but because they are still technically married, she was literally living, they they were living on the free school meal vouchers, lunches, that was it, for months and months. And so we put together, obviously, through her her community partner, social workers, etc. We put together the care package for that. Obviously, other other charities were trying to do other things, but that person literally went to nothing, nothing at all, no benefits, no nothing because you can't claim if you're self-employed. Yeah, she was married. Oh right, uh, but he of course had refused access, all of these things. So there are lots of things going on. Um, we obviously don't know who this person is. We just know the generic story because uh, yeah. we don't we don't ever hear of the names or anything like that. But that's the severity that you can go to. One day, you can literally be without and entitled to nothing. You know, um, we've, we've spoken about it on the podcast before. Yeah. You know, uh, just that... 
the, the people and and we're we're on the outskirts of London. I I when 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 we could do this sort of thing, I used to have a stroll around London, and we used to do what we can. Did you do you remember that day when we did like just got some sandwiches and just yeah. moved around London to time? And I said to, we, it was on that day we spoke about it first, and I said. Don't assume that that person's any different to you because you could be a nervous breakdown away from being that person. You could be, you know, actually the 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 these are people who are just like you with challenges that have put them in that situation. Um, and yeah, that 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 just understanding that then gives you a bit of humanity, hopefully, to help. Oh, right? without a doubt. And you know, you look at. Some of the stories from some of the refugees and asylum seekers that we, uh, the charities support, and some of the stories are just, well, they're awe-inspiring what they've gone through and still remain so kind and thoughtful. Uh, it, it's quite incredible. I mean, one story I had the other day, and as a mother of a nearly 17-year-old daughter, you will get this one too, we got a call from, I think it was a social worker, saying we've got a girl who was 17, miscarrying in a hostel with not a thing to her name. She changed her name because of uh, uh, child protection issues, so she wasn't entitled to claim any benefits at this stage. They were having to sort all that. She didn't even have a loaf of bread yeah. in, in the hostel while she was miscarrying on her own as a child. Yeah, it's um, and 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 this is why the work that good people do is so important, isn't it? So thank you again. And I think the other thing is as well, and maybe maybe COVID is one of the real positive things here is people are all starting to talk more about all of this. Yeah, because the shame that the country had of all of this is now being shouted quite loudly about yeah. free school meals. Yeah, I mean, how many people are on them? I mean, I mean, it's really, it's really, it's really interesting. What I'd consider a no-brainer, just helping people who need it the most, yeah. um, uh, is is an and at a cost. Like if the government fund this scheme, they're they you know, it's it's not actually an extortionate amount of money. I mean, it's weird because as a as a kid. Um, I'm 43. So as a kid, I used to get milk at school. Do you remember? Yeah, me too. Um, and then they got rid of it and there was like a bit of a, uh, an outcry. And actually the cost of doing that was was relatively small, wasn't it? And it was one of those things that supported kids who weren't who weren't getting the, the help. Um, so I'm so glad that Marcus Rashford got involved and really highlighted and kept it classy as well. Because he, like we were talking earlier about uh, whether you can uh, persuade on social media. If you want one example of somebody who's done that really well, it's Marcus Rashford, isn't it? Yeah. He's done amazing work. Oh, last question. Where can people... <laughs> last question. question. Last question. What was that? One, two, three. Where can people find out more about the work the Hygiene Bank does? Okay, well, if I plug the Dogster Project first, because I'm biased, yeah. then obviously uh, uh, the Hygiene Bank Dogster on our Facebook or THB Dogster on uh, all the others. Uh, but for anything else in the country, all the other 149-ish projects, uh, the main website, etc., is the Hygiene Bank. Uh, but on there, 
I didn't know that until quite recently, so that's really bad. <laughs> but if you put your postcode in, it tells you where your nearest drop-off point is. How lovely is that? How clever? I didn't know we had that. I, I actually knew that because I, I was doing some research and had a look on the website. <laughs> Just out of interest, when did you find out? Last night. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so I knew before you. Great, amazing. <laughs> I know where they are. It took us both weeks to learn the website, the email, and the Twitter handle for the client. Yeah, exactly. Project. We still got so, a Twitter handle wrong. So and we we just started up recording again. Um, and neither well, I I couldn't remember it solidly. I was like, are we sure? Well, the, the thing is, because we because we had a like because we were doing it every day during lockdown one, the challenge we faced is we had. Like we had six months worth of audio because the all the actual audio podcast only goes out once a week. So we were talking about like sort of August in Christmas and New Year's episode because <laughs> we were we were so far in front. But we, and we didn't notice until we got about two weeks into the yeah. New Year's worth of content. So. so. <laughs> and uh, just just so we know, um, uh, www.boots.co.uk they do amazing work to, to help and support you. <laughs> Just Actually, several other brand partners. Other other partners are available. Other yeah. partners and, are available. Actually, actually, <laughs> they're going to cause me real problems. They're from sandwiches are probably a bit better. Well, um, what? How would you dig yourself? <laughs> no, no, we love boots. We love no. I'm saying we love boots. Like, right, I, right. I, 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 Help I, me I, understand. I, Thank you, boots. Help me understand. <laughs> <laughs> who else supports you so we can give them a shout out there's loads of our partners some of them like to remain anonymous yeah. so for, uh, we had um, Wimbledon let's use Wimbledon as a brilliant example Wimbledon obviously was cancelled so they gave us in Doncaster 4,000 of their towels amazing I know yeah, yeah so yes. support that, that's yes. that, that, that's Absolutely brilliant. I love we've that. had we've had some really incredible stuff. So that so that was then sent out to all the schools and homeless, etc. And um, so everybody had a, a good towel, and they came yeah. in a little tote bag, washed, you know, that was uh, waterproof and oh, oh nice little gift as well. Oh, gorgeous branded towel. I love it. Gorgeous. Thank you so much for joining us today. And again. Apologies if we've got you in, in any trouble. Yeah, if I get asked now not to be a volunteer again, I just blame you entirely. But Serena, you, you knew what you were getting into. You were a fan, right? The problem is you know we, we always come a bit cheeky, don't we? So so you so like sort of um we you knew you knew I I am I'll take a bit of responsibility, but I'll, you know, like sort of uh, yeah, anyway, should we end the interview right now? Yes, thank no. you. So that was the amazing Serena. Do you want to give her a surname or go? No. Me neither. Thank you, We're Serena. We're so sorry that we can't pronounce it properly. Um, you're brilliant. We we don't want to offend you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's because we love you so much. We don't want to offend you. Um, but uh, as everybody can attest to, uh, thanks for the work you're doing. Let's get on with the show. Tis the end of another podcast. And the end is never truly the end, because the end is the end. Why did you just pat me on the head? <laughs> you were going to say it, and I have decided I'm taking oh, over. <laughs>
of your character. <laughs> the end is never truly I'm, the I'm, end. I'm, the end is only, only the beginning of something entirely new. And our something entirely new is the answer to last week's question in the podcast. So this week, last week, this week, last week. Um, I'm bringing that back. We dropped it ages ago, but I'm bringing it back. Um, so last week's question was, what pizza topping should be banned or it's included on every single pizza. As you're taking over this week, I'm uh, I'm yeah, stepping away. Do you're it. doing it. Let's do it. Uh, Clive Jelf, is that? Did I say that right? <laughs> this is your show now. Oh, fine. Uh, chilies on pizza should be against the law. I agree. Steve Dan said controversial, but I like pineapple on pizza. Olives should be banned. I like olives and I like pineapple, so uh, I'm not really with you there. Sorry, Steve. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, how dare you insult Steve? <laughs> Johnny Piper said chilies every time. Anchovies can be can do one. I don't mind anchovies, but I disagree with the chilies. Nick Champion, anything goes on a pizza, but if anyone has pineapple on pizza, then we can't be friends. I mean, that is sorry, that, Nick. That is a paradox. <laughs> Anything on a pizza, apart from pineapples, because we cannot be friends. Um, Sarah Sutherland said anything goes on a pizza except anchovies. Um, I, I don't mind anchovies. Ian Bracia said ban pineapple. What is it with all this pineapple hate, man? Always add olives. Surely it's not Italian without olives. True. I do like. I do like olives. I do like olives. I do like olives. Oh my god. Rachel Vahey uh, said um, tomato. Uh, uh, Rachel Vahey said. <laughs> I you said Please turn turn Twitter <laughs> off, Charlotte. So I can't check what the answer is. Rachel Vahey said tomato sauce. None of this white peat. I agree with that. Yeah, tomato it's sauce on every be, pizza. It's got to be a margarita base, otherwise it isn't. It isn't happening. Um, so I uh, completely agree with that, Rachel. Uh, and then Eve Keith said, I'd include jalapeno and I'd exclude pineapple. What is it with all this pineapple? Oh, I don't I appreciate don't know. your hate against pineapple. Oh, you know people. what? You cannot be a good old pineapple on a pizza, I don't think. What, what's wrong with the Hawaiian? <laughs> I don't know, I quite like Hawaii. I just like, I quite like Hawaii. We and never get it because we're a meat-feast family. Skirt, um, <laughs> uh, it's always good. And on that note, the image of a six-foot-two hairy-legged man wearing a grass Seven skirt. Seven-foot <laughs> um, uh, That's the end of another show. Bye. Have a lovely day. Have a good time. Have a good time. Bye.